Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. God, we just give God praise tonight. Thank you all for joining in on this prayer line. I just want to thank our Apostle Angie for for allowing me to do this, for giving me this door. I just appreciate it so much. And for Pastor Casey for for helping us and, and watching over the prayer line and everything that he does with it and keeping us all in order and all that stuff. I just appreciate y'all so much. And, and um. Did everyone have a wonderful Memorial Day? I hope y'all did. Mine was really good. Got to spend time with family and eat some barbecue ribs. It was it was delicious, and it was very sweet time with each other. And I just want to thank you again, you know, for coming on to this prayer line tonight. And if we could, let's just um, just start off with just welcoming the presence of God. Thank just you. Sing a little song, Lord. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you, Prince of Peace. That is what I long to do. I give you praise, for you are my righteousness. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you. Almighty God, there is none like you. I worship you, O Prince of Peace. That is what I long to do. I give you praise. For you are my righteousness, I worship you, Almighty God, there is none like you, I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you, O Prince of Peace. That is what I long to do. I give you praise, for you are my I worship you, Almighty God. There is none 
is none like you, O Lord. We worship you tonight, O God. We worship you, Lord. There's none like you. You are wonderful. You are awesome in all your ways, O God. We worship and adore you, Lord. We lay our lives before you today, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are great and greatly to be praised. There is truly none like you, O Lord. You are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You are wonderful, O Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, O Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you tonight, O God. We lay our lives before you tonight, O God. We thank you. Thank you for everything that you have done for us, God. I thank you that you laid your life down for me. Thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you for it. We give you praise and glory and honor tonight. And, Father, I just ask that you take over me, God, that nothing comes out of my mouth that is not put there by you. I want that I want your spirit to come forth tonight and nothing from my head, nothing from my mind, God. And I thank you that we can enter into your spirit, Lord, and be led by your spirit. We give you praise for you, for what you have done for us. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. Hallelujah. You know, um, for a couple of weeks, or at least a week and a half or so, we've been talking about envy, and we've been we've been really hitting that and exposing that that spirit of envy and what that is. And and I just never when it first when we first started exposing it, I just didn't see where I could have any envy, you know, in me. <laughs> I didn't have any envy. But before the week was out, I saw some areas, you know, in my life. And then Sunday, I saw another area in my life where envy was operating. And I just want to thank God for exposing this thing. I just thank Apostle Angie for for seeing this. At the very beginning of it, she saw this thing and she started hitting it and started coming against that thing. And, oh, my goodness, I am so appreciative of that because, if if we don't see what's in our life, then we just continue to operate in things. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? I don't know I'm wrong until I get told I'm wrong. You know, so I am very appreciative that you know that that pastor has done that 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 she opened the door for this. I I just thank you so much. I thank God that He's opening this up that He's that He's stripping the covers off. Of this thing, because y'all know that the enemy, the enemy works in darkness. He he likes to keep things in secret, and 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 most of the time it, it's kept secret from me. <laughs> Everybody else can see it, 
but it's kept secret from me. But anyway, I just wanted to um, just talk about that a little bit more tonight and, and give some insight on, on what God has shown me about where that, that envy, that spirit of envy was hiding in me and how it, it made me think and me feel. And I know that there's others out there that, that feel the same way. And so surely, you know, God can, can open our eyes and let us see what's going on in us. Well, Sunday morning, I was one proud mama because my oldest son um, got to preach for his first time. And, and he did an excellent job. And, and he uh, he was talking about the spirit of envy. And, and Josh said that, that jealousy and zeal and envy, they all come from the same Hebrew root word. But jealousy, jealous and zeal have a righteous side to them, you know, because the word says that God is a jealous God. He's jealous over us. And so there's a righteous side in jealous. And I could see where if I have the unrighteous side of jealous, it's still going to provoke me to bring a change in my life, you know, because I'm jealous because you have something that I would like to have, and so maybe I need to do something, you know, to get that. And zeal has that righteous side to it because the zeal of the house of the Lord has eaten me up. You know, there's a righteous side to that. But um, the enemy took jealousy and he twisted it and he took it to a whole nother level, a whole nother place, and and there we have envy. Envy is a, a whole it's a whole nother place from jealousy. Envy will stop at nothing. Envy will take you to murder. That's what envy will take you. And it's so so that's why I could not, you know, fathom that I would have envy. Oh my goodness. You know, because I would never, you know, how to kill anyone. <laughs> but we don't know where the enemy will take us, you know, if we don't deal with these things that are in our lives. But envy will stop at nothing. And envy says, you know, if I can't have it or if I can't have you, then no one else can have you. Anybody ever felt that way or dealt with someone who was like that? You know, that sometimes these, these controlling spirits, my goodness, they they try to get such a hold in you. And if I can't have you, then nobody can have you. And that's where these um, crimes of passion, you know, happen and stuff like that. And so I'm thinking, you know, I don't really have envy. I can see where I've been jealous. You know, I can see that. I've been jealous a, a few times of different people, you know, but I didn't think that I really had any envy. Um, but see, we don't have to go as far as acting on the envy. We don't have to act on it. Sometimes all I have to do is just have the thought. I allow that thought to be in me, then that envy is in there. Y'all see, y'all understand what I'm, what I mean? I don't have to just, I don't have to go so far as to kill someone to say I have envy. If I have, uh, if there's a twinge in me that hates or gets angry when something happens, that there's envy in there. Um, let me see if I can. Um, 
when we say or we feel things like, well, I hate uh, when so-and-so gets up to speak, you know, oh, there she goes again. I just want to give you some examples of what envy might be doing or thinking, you know. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't like it when she gets up and starts talking. I know where she lives. I know what she does. And now she's going to get up and start praying. Oh, that kind of thing right there. That's not a right attitude. There's something wrong in me if I feel that way. Um, James chapter 3 verse 16 says that where there is envying and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. And so if I have envy and strife that operates in me anywhere, Pastor Casey brought this out in, in um, prayer the other day, that if I operate in envy, if there's envy in my heart, and God, this, it is a heart issue. It is a matter of the heart. Um, if I have that, then I'm going to have confusion in every area of my life, there's going to be confusion in me. I'm, I'm not going to know what to do. I'm not going to know which way to go or what I should do about this or how I should handle this. I don't hear the voice of God clearly. I question if I heard God. Did I hear God or did I not? Well, I need to check myself. You know, there may be some envy in me. There may be some strife in there that I operate in. And I just want to, I'm so glad that he said that because that got me to thinking. <laughs> Wait a minute. There, I do have, there is a little confusion here in some areas, you know. So I need to check. I need to check what's going on in me. But um, like I said a while ago, I don't have to go so far as as to really, you know, act on that envy. But it can operate in us in lots of different ways. And, and one way is that thought life. Like it, when we're in church, when we're in prayer, we're in the church service, you know, um, and somebody gets up to speak, and I'm like, who she thinks she is? There's, there's a problem right there. There's an issue right there. When I can be envious of someone if they look better than I look. Um, I can be envious of someone if they have my boyfriend. You know, that's that's my, they used to be my man, that's mine. And I can just be envious of them when they have what I want. Envy desires to stop you from having what is yours. That's what it wants to do, is stop you from having what is yours. I want to stop you from that. I, want, I don't want you to possess what God has given you. You know, envy gets upset. There's a twinge. There's something in here that makes me feel something that's not happy. You know, when when someone is living better than I'm living and I'm working 48 hours a week and just barely making it and, and you only doing a little bit, but it seems like you've got everything. And, and envy gets upset when someone is, being used by God, and, and I, I know they ain't right, or gets blessed by God, and I know what they just did last week. I know that they just, you know, that's envy when I can't be happy 
just really, really happy for someone when when God uses them or when God blesses them. Y'all understand? Um, when Envy would say, why are they always getting getting a word from God? Why are they always getting a word spoke over them? When You know, I, I've been right here. I've been right here. I've been doing the same thing they're doing, and God ain't speaking over me. Ain't nobody giving me no word. Or, or if God wants to use someone to um, to preach or, or to prophesy or, you know, that ain't none of my business who God uses. That's between God. That's God, you know. And if he wants to use somebody, I should just be very excited for them that God used them. I want people to be excited for me, you know, if God uses me. Um, if that comes up in me, if there's a, if there's a twinge of anger or a twinge of, uh, you know, you, you know how you just feel something that ain't right, you know? But we need to look at ourselves and see, and, you know, ask God, is that envy in me? Because if I do that, I'm going to be confused. I'm not, I'm just not going to think clearly. I'm not going to hear clearly. So I, I did become really, honestly, I've been saved for 28 years and filled with the Holy Ghost for almost 20. But I really got concerned for for my life. I got concerned for my salvation because of what God says about love. Because I'm, I didn't let that love flow through me. Not like God says to. I didn't. I didn't allow that love to flow through me. But I couldn't see that I had anything like envy in me, you know. Um, so I started. I really started praying because I, I honestly got a little concerned about myself. I didn't let. I did not let His love flow. I had envy in my heart, and I didn't know it was envy at the time. <laughs> So, so again, I thank God that Apostle Angie started pulling on this thing. She started exposing this thing and pulling the, the, the darkness and the covers off of this thing so that we could start seeing what what is actually going on. Um, and we can be free. Hallelujah. We can be free from this thing. Um, I saw myself Sunday morning as I was the elder brother in the prodigal son story. I was the elder brother. And I have seen that I was the elder brother before, but but I didn't see how the envy worked. Um, my, Josh, my son, brought it out so well in his message. And, and, when, and I'm sitting down there interceding, you know, because we intercede while someone is ministering up there and, and all of a sudden, I just, it, my eyes came open. I was like, oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. You just showed me that I, I have this in my heart. Um, and I just want to share a little bit of that. Um, my brother has been in trouble since he was a teenager, just a really young teenager. And his trouble was, you know, it was serious trouble. Um, and it seemed like he just consumed my parents' attention. Have, has any of y'all ever dealt with anything like that? He just assumed their, consumed their attention. 
um, it was like everything revolved around him, you know, because his his trouble was it was serious trouble, you know. Um, and he he's been in prison most of his life, and when he was released and he came home, they were just so happy, you know, as any parent would be, you know, that your child had been released and your child had come home. Um, they they were just you know overjoyed and and happy and I would I would really hope that I would be that way too you know if it was my kid but I looked I looked happy you know I looked like I was glad but there was this thing in me that you know just really wanted to stop them and say you know what is wrong with you you know why are you so happy don't you know that in just a few months he's going to break your heart again He's going to do the same thing again. He's going to hurt you again. You know, I want, that's what I wanted to say to them. I wanted them, I really deep down in my heart, wanted them to not be happy that he was home because he was going to do the same thing again. And I didn't want him to crush them, you know, and hurt them again. And he was going to end up back, you know, in prison. Well, when, when Josh, said this, you know, in the story of the prodigal, the elder brother, he was envious because he wanted to take joy from his father. It was the father's rightful, I mean, he he had every right in the world to be full of joy because his son, who he loved, he loved his son and his son had come home and he was so happy about it. But that elder brother wanted to take that joy from his father. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, my word, that's exactly how I felt. That's what I wanted to do is take that joy from my mother and father over their son coming home. And I saw myself in that for the first time. But there was something in me that really wanted my parents to not be happy concerning my brother. I wanted to stop their joy. That is envious. And envy is so hateful. It is hateful and cruel and mean, and it will stop at nothing. But see, I never said that to them. I never acted, literally acted on that envy, but I sure had that thought in me. So Nevertheless, envy was in me because I really was not happy that my brother was home. I was not happy that my parents were so happy for him being there. And in the name of Jesus, we expose that spirit, that spirit of envy. This is a demonic spirit of envy. It is caused by the devil in the name of Jesus. We take authority over that spirit of envy, and I command you in the name of Jesus to be exposed. I expose this envy in all of us in the name of Jesus. I command those the darkness to be pulled off of it, those covers to be stripped off of it. In the name of Jesus, open our eyes, God. 
open our eyes, God, that we see this envy in our hearts, God, that we see the envy in our heart, God, how this thing is hate. It's hate. It's hate. In the name of Jesus, I just expose it right now in Jesus' name. I command you to come to the surface in the name of Jesus. I command it in the name of Jesus. You come out of us. You come out in Jesus' name. I strip the covers off of you. In the name of Jesus, you will no longer be able to operate. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and I got, I got so, I got so concerned over, over my own life, my Christian life, my salvation, because I'm thinking, oh my Lord, I'm so full of, I'm full of hate, I'm full of bitterness, I'm full of this. Even when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, uh, um, my dad surrendered to preach in, in a denominational church. And, and in some denominations, they they really they don't pay their preachers very well, you know, and they try to keep them um, humble, so to speak, and, and keep them poor. And, and we didn't have anything. And that's the first area where I saw where I had envy in my heart. I was envious as a child of other people who had things, you know, who had things, and you become envious when you don't have or you can't have, well, that envy gets in your heart. Then if y'all know the devil don't, he don't play fair. He don't care if you're three years old. You know, he does not care how young you are. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the enemy came to do, and he don't care how young you are. He tries to hit you with everything right at the very beginning. And so when I was just a very young girl, like six or seven years old, that envy came in my heart because I saw other people having other things. And and I just, you know, we take the mask off here at Freedom Ministries. And I just expose myself. I I want this thing to be exposed completely. And that bitterness, went all the way to God. I was angry at my God because I saw all of it as his fault. Because he called my daddy to preach. You know, he called him to be a pastor. And, and so, you know, we had we left a good job and, and we went into the full-time ministry because that's what God wanted. You know, and then, and then we we almost starved to death. So, so the bitterness in my heart, y'all, it went to God. And I had to tell God. I had to tell him, God, I was mad at you. I'm so mad. I think I might still be mad at you. That's what I told, was telling him the other day in prayer. That, that you called my daddy into this. And, and we didn't have anything. And we didn't have what the other kids had. And, and we were poor and and. and Things just barely, we just barely made it sometimes. And, and I equated all of that with God, that this was, he did this. And he didn't do this. He didn't do that at all. God provides everything that we need. 
he's a good, good daddy. He's a good provider. But that envy still got in me, and it still caused me to, to, to not give God every single thing that I could give him because I, I had to hold back something, you know, because this, that, you know, that was all God's fault. I don't know about y'all, but the lot of deliverances that I've had have gone, I've carried that anger all the way back to God. And we got to get real. God says he desires truth in the inward part. That's that real deep down in there place that I really don't want to look at myself. That's where God desires truth to be. He wants me to be truthful with him. And so I, that's what I have to do. I have to get truthful with him and, and, and look at the ugly that's in me. Hallelujah. Then I can be free. Glory to God. I can be free. Y'all, let's look at some scripture. <laughs> How about it? Y'all want to look at some scripture tonight? If I can find my, my stuff. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Um, this is where I started, you know, I'm, I'm questioning things. And I'm like, God, I don't, I'm, I'm worried about my salvation. Because it says in Romans 5, 5, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I don't think that the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Spirit. And that poured out, that, that means when it says the love of God in the King James is shed abroad in my heart. Shed abroad means that it it fills forth. It is poured forth. It runs out of my heart. That's what that means. And I was like, I just don't see that, God. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm kind of worried. I need to get saved because I don't know that the love of God flows out of my heart like it ought to. You know, another one says that, that the love of God compels me. I don't feel compelled by the love of God. You know what I'm saying? Um, it says also that that His I should be filled with His love. That that, that the world is going to know that I am His disciple by by the way that I love my brethren. Amen. Well, envy envy likes to expose. Envy is the exact, it's the opposite. It's the total opposite of love. Envy exposes sin. But the word says in 1 Peter 4 and 8 that love covers sin. Let's look at that one. Let's go look at 1 Peter 4 and 8. I can find where Peter went. That's James. Well, anyway, it says in First Peter four and eight that we should that that love covers a multitude of sins. Hallelujah! Envy wants to expose that sin. It wants to it wants to point at what someone else is doing, but love covers it. And if I want to expose somebody because God is using them or God is blessing them or or for whatever 
is a reason. If I want to expose somebody so that I can be seen as better than them, that's envy. There's envy in there. Um, we justify ourselves sometimes, you know, by saying it's the truth. You know, I'm just I'm just telling the truth. But really, it might be a fact. I learned one time uh, uh, several years ago that there's a difference between a fact and the truth. The word of God is the truth. It might be a fact that they acting like a fool, but the truth is whatever God says about them. Amen? That's why we go into prayer and we get a word over our children and we do not say any more what they're doing in the natural, what I see them doing. I only say what the word of God is that he spoke to me over them. And so it might be a fact that they acting like crazy, but the truth is love covers that sin. The truth is God is blessing them. The truth is God loves them. Amen? That's what the truth is. Hallelujah. So let's go back over here at Romans 13 and verse 10. Romans 13 and 10. It says, love does no harm to a neighbor. We'll read that again. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Love does not harm a neighbor's reputation. Love does not harm that new baby Christian. It don't harm them when they're trying to step out in God and obey God and do things in God but they still got some issues that they're dealing with, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love does no harm. Love fulfills the law. If I try to expose somebody, my friend, that's envy. That's envy. Hallelujah. I I cannot be exposing somebody. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I do not expose a baby's sin. I do not expose my friend. I don't expose my brother in Christ. I don't expose them. In the name of Jesus, God says love covers that. Love does no harm. Hallelujah. Love does no harm in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Proverbs seventeen seventeen says that a friend loves at all times. <laughs> we can talk about that for a while. A friend loves at all times, even when my friend is wrong. I'll let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> Even when my my friend is wrong, love, a friend loves at all times. And we know that love is patient. Love is kind. Love is long-suffering. Love does not envy. 
Love all that all that love does. Love covers you. Hallelujah. If if I truly am a friend, then I'm going to love at all times, and I'm not going to try to expose you. I'm not going to try to bring your sin to the light where everyone can see it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to cover you, and I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to to lay on the porch between the porch and the altar and intercede for you. (coughs) That's what Paul said, I I travail until Christ be formed in me. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And I'm I'm looking at myself here, y'all. I'm looking at myself. God, I am concerned about my Christian walk. That's what I told him. Because I don't see this in my life. I don't see this. You know? And so I had to look at myself. I had to I had to let God do something in me. Um in Titus. Chapter 3, Titus chapter 3, verse 3, it says this, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Hateful and hating it. Well, he said we used to be that way. Remember, it wasn't that long ago that you yourselves, we were living like this. He says, but when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. We once acted like that, but we should not be acting like that now. In the name of Jesus, we are born again. We are born again. We are of the family of God, and we should not be allowing that spirit of envy to operate in and through us. In the name of Jesus. We should be walking in love. We should be letting the love of God be shed abroad through our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We're born again, and we're filled with the Spirit of God, and we should let that love come forth. In the name of Jesus, that's what we're after, and that's why I was I was worried about myself, and I was seeking God, and I'm saying, Lord, have mercy on me because I, I've been saved all these years and, and God I don't I don't let the love of God flow through me like that. I don't I don't see myself um laying my life down the way you tell me to. And I we start Pastor started pulling on this spirit of envy and, and exposing this thing in in the body of Christ. It's in the body. It's in the body of Christ. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Amen. It's in the body of Christ. And we have to we have to watch 
what we are thinking. Um, we we got to pay attention to what we're thinking and what we're allowing to come into our our heart. Because I'm telling you, you know, the word says that that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. And so if I if I continue to allow envy to stay in my heart, because remember, it's a heart issue. If I allow envy to stay in my heart, then it's sooner or later going to come out of my mouth. I'm going to spew it out on people. When when I think I'm being used by God, you know, I'm, I'm teaching Sunday school or I'm whatever it is I'm doing, I'm going to allow that envy to come out because envy makes me a judge. I judge you. I judge this person to to be right or wrong. No one is the judge. I am not the judge. God alone is the one who judges, not me. I do not want to sit in that seat of judgment anymore, ever again, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we take authority, God. We take authority over this spirit, Lord, this spirit of envy, God, that sets us up as judge. We set ourselves up and we judge people. We judge people to be right. We judge their their thoughts and the intentions of their heart. We judge them out of envy in the name of Jesus. I take authority over that thing, that spirit. I bind you up in the name of Jesus. I command you to come down. I command you to come down. You come out of the body of Christ. You come out of the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. We expose you in the name of Jesus. We command you to come forth out of the people of God. This is the people of God. We command you to get out of the church. We drive you out. We drive you out in the name of Jesus. We drive you out. We drive you out. And if any of you right now, any of you have seen where you have operated in envy, where there has been envy in your heart for your brother or your sister or for some friend or for anyone, for someone who's being used by God, for someone who seems to be blessed, more than you are blessed, and and you're working really hard at being blessed and being right. You know what I mean? If any of you have seen where that envy is in your heart, just right now, in the name of Jesus, drive that thing out of you. Tell God where you have envied someone. Tell God you got to get real with God, and you got to say, God, I hate them. I hated him. I had to say that about my brother, who I love. I love my little brother. I love him. He is a good guy. He's got a terrific personality. He's one of the nicest men you ever meet. He's got some issues, though, just like me. I am in the church every Sunday, every Wednesday, and on Tuesday. And Thursday and Friday, I am in the church. 
and I got some issues. I have some issues. So I'm no different. I'm not any better than anyone else. And just because my issues act different than your issues, it don't mean nothing. I ain't no better. I still got issues, right? I still have envy in my heart sitting on a church pew, sitting on a church pew. I was full of envy, full of anger, full of rage. I was full of it. And I was full of hate in my heart. It was full of hate. I was mad at my mom and daddy because they were so happy with him. And they were so thrilled when he would come home or when they'd get to go see him or when he would call on the phone. Y'all, that's hateful. That is so hateful. And I'm going to church five times a week. So we need to deal with this thing. We need to deal with this envy in Jesus' name. I need to I need to own my sin. I need to take responsibility for my sin, for what I have allowed in me. And I have to get real with God. Y'all, when we get real with God, when we just get down to the nitty-gritty and say, God, I hated him. I hate him today. I'm so sick every time someone mentions his name. I am sick of hearing about him. I hate him, God. I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. When we can get real like that, God can take all of that bitterness, all of that resentment. He can take all of that stuff out of us. But he can't take it out of us if we don't get real with it, if I don't admit that it's in there. And most of us in the body of Christ, we don't like to admit that we've got problems. We don't like to admit that, that I have hatred in my heart for someone I'm supposed to love. Someone that I'm in my own family, you know, that I'm supposed to really care about, that I'm supposed to fight for. I, I don't want to admit that I have anger in my heart towards my parents. I don't want to, you know what? I don't want to admit, God, that I'm mad at you. We don't want to admit those things, but we have to. We have to get real. We got to get real, y'all. God said, God says, I desire truth in the inward part. Don't nobody want to look at the inward part. But that's where God wants truth. I can say all the right things. I can have all the right words come out of my mouth. I can, I can talk that language, you know, that we talk in church, that churchy language. I can do that. But, but God ain't listening to that. He, what he wants to hear is truth in the inward part, in the, it, down there where it ain't so pretty, where I really have to take control. I, I mean, I really have to look at myself and, and, and allow myself to see what's not good about me. And when I do that, God, comes upon me, and he delivers me. He takes that thing out of me. I felt all of that hate, all of that bitterness, 
all of that resentment. I felt all of that stuff leave me. I felt it leave me. And I felt love come into my heart. Almost, you know, when we get saved, we feel that love. And then, then when the Holy Ghost, we get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you feel that love and it's so wonderful. And if we don't deal with things, then things, it kind of gets squashed down and, and all that bitterness and stuff like that keeps coming to the surface. And y'all know it's not ever going to stop coming to the surface until we get it out of us. We have to get it out of us. And that's how you do it. You just get in prayer and you allow the truth to come out. The truth that's hidden down in there. That truth has to come out to the surface. And, and, And then God can take it and he can replace it then with his love. And we can start walking as the word tells us to walk. Hallelujah. He said. He says in his word that the world is going to know that you are my disciples by your love for the brethren, by your love for one another. That means there's not going to be any malice in me. That means there's not, I'm not going to be envious of you anymore because you are used by God. I'm not going to be envious of you anymore because you are being blessed by God. I'm going to be so excited and jumping up and down and oh my word this is just awesome you know that God used you this way and genuinely happy for you genuinely happy I was just reminded as I was talking about a dream I had years and years ago and I always through my teenage years wanted a beetle bug (laughs) I just loved the Volkswagen beetle bug and I, I always wanted one, but I never got one. And I dreamed that one of my really good friends, Elder Dana, I believe, I dreamed that she got a beetle bug. And in my dream, I was jumping up and down and screaming and hollering, oh, my God, you got a beetle bug. I'm so excited. You got a beetle bug. I was genuinely happy for her. And that's how we have to be. She got something that I always wanted my whole entire life, but I was so ecstatic that she got that beetle bug. It was yellow, and it was just so cute. (laughs) It had flowers and stuff all over it, and I was just beside myself that she got that bug, and that's how we have to be. And when we can get that envy out of our hearts, that's how we will be. We will be truly genuinely excited for people who God uses and who God blesses, and we will cover them. Our love will cover their sin. Our love will cover them. The world will know that we are the disciples of God because we cover each other. We cover the, the sin of others. We don't expose them anymore in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. Thank you that you have shed your love abroad in our hearts. Thank you. Thank you that it was shed in our hearts by 
the Holy Spirit. And the Word says that if we love, then we know God. If we don't love, we don't know God. That's why it scared me so much. Because <laughs> I'm saying, oh, my God, I don't love. I don't love like you tell me to love, so I don't know you. And it truly scared me. And I started searching my heart. And I started asking God to show me what is wrong. What's wrong with me? What's wrong in here? I'm supposed to be different because I am yours. And it wasn't too long. And and Apostle Angie started pulling on this, and she started exposing it. You know, and we started digging, and we started praying, and we started pulling this thing down. And, and oh, my goodness, we started exposing it, and I, I'm, I started seeing myself in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much, Father, for 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 exposing this spirit of envy. Thank you, God. Thank you that you set us free. You set us free from the spirit of envy. In the name of Jesus, you set us free, God. Hallelujah. Does anybody have anything that that they would like to add to this or or a prayer that you would like to pray? In Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you so much that you have exposed this thing in us, God. I thank you for it, God, that it cannot operate in secret anymore, that it cannot stay hidden in the darkness anymore, God. I thank you for that, Lord, that that from now on, from this moment on, we will be thinking about what we allow to come into our minds, about what we allow to come into our hearts, God, that we will we will pay close attention to the thoughts and the feelings that come up in me when I see a certain person or when I see God doing something in someone else. I will become more aware of what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. And God, I will not allow envy to stay in me. I will not allow it to stay in me in the name of Jesus. I take authority over the spirit of envy. I take authority over it in my own life, God, and I drive that thing out of me. In the name of Jesus, I drive it out of me. I will not allow it to stay in me, God. I will not allow it to stay in me because I want the love of God to flow forth from me. I want the love of God Fill out on others from me, God. I want the love of God to be shed abroad in my heart. I want the love of God to spill out on everyone else, God, that when they come around me, all they feel is love. They don't feel judged. They don't feel mad. They don't feel rage. They don't feel like they have to watch their self around me, all they feel is love. They feel 
the love of God, the love of God, the love of God, the love of God is it fulfills the law. So the commandments, he only gave us two, two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your strength, all your mind, all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. And if I do that right there, then I fulfill all of the law. Hallelujah. If I will just love God, love my Father, truly love him. If I truly love him, he said that I would obey his commandments. If I truly love him, I will keep his words. Amen? So his word tells me love. And that's what I'm supposed to do. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Elder Barbara, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Okay. I was... Captain Sandy, it's Elder yes. Johnny. Hey, Elder Johnny. Praise I was home and I saw that on Facebook and I saw in the log in. Well, thank I'm you. still in Atlanta. Okay. Well, I enjoyed Elder... it. Tell her I really enjoyed it. Well, I will. You. Oh, yes. man. <laughs> Amen. It's good to hear from you. Well, oh. Elder Barbara. Oh, yes, Elder Johnny. Yes. Every no, Tuesday I, at 5, yeah. Every yeah, I'm going to be joining because I, I don't really be doing nothing on Tuesday, so I'm going to log in when I'm at home. Okay. okay. Well, right. That'd be good. Okay. I love, love you. you guys. Yes, love you. And, Elder, when you was teaching, um, I know our time's up, but I, I just saw this, that when, you know, the scripture in James says where there's envy and strife, there is confusion. And every evil work. Well, what hit me when you were praying there at the end, where there's envy and strife, there is confusion. I don't want to reap confusion. I don't want to be in the middle of confusion. I don't want to live in confusion. I want a sound mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Elder, yes. Elder, I'm just going to pray if it's okay that God will expose and continue to expose this spirit of envy. God, you said that hatred is cruel, Lord, but who can stand against envy? God, envy is deeper than hatred. Envy is something that that we have to deal with, Lord, and we ask that you expose it in our lives that we can just see in areas like Joseph. The Bible says his brothers was moved with envy. They were moved with envy. We see with Jesus that the Bible says that they they came to get him out of envy. They crucified him out of envy, God. We this is a serious thing and it does end up it can end up in end up in murder, God, because hatred and murder is the same thing. And God, we just release on this prayer line the spirit of truth. You said if there's envy and strife in our heart to lie not against it and to speak the truth. And I have to say one of our members, Brother Shane, uh, put on Facebook yesterday, said, um, he said, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. This is one of my favorite scriptures because it backs up the vision of Freedom Ministries, which is to set the captive free and and to learn how to set others free. So if I confess my fault like Elder just did to us, that was so beautiful. 
that I could be jealous of of uh, someone else getting the attention because I've always been there and they're just coming in and out. God, that is so powerful. I thank you for exposing it, Lord, and we all search our heart. You tell us to search our heart, God. We and we ask you to search our heart in case there's something in there and you find, Lord. And you said every hidden thing we made, made manifest and will be brought to the light. And we speak peace and unity and love over this line and over our homes and our families, God, and over the churches, God, that, that we no longer just put our hand up to each other and act all holier and now, God, but that we truly love one another. God, we just want your love today. We want to love like you love, God. And you said love is a fruit of the Spirit, so I know it's on the inside of me and it's shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost, God, and I start acting in love in the place of envy, God. And I thank you, and I plead the blood over each prayer warrior, like Evangelist Timmy was given honor to the prayer warriors, and I give honor to the ones that lay on their face to pull this spirit down. And we thank you for their life, God, and it's not a general thanks. It's for the ones right now that have pulled this spirit down because it takes energy and time it takes labor god but we see the fruit of our labor and we just speak it forth throughout the nations god that you bring unity to the church love and unity in the faith and we give you praise for it until we meet again god we just pray a prayer covering over every person on this line and over their loved ones over their families over their health and over their money in jesus name and we ask you bless elder barbara forgiven of herself tonight we love y'all see you next week okay all right we hope you enjoyed this message from freedom ministries for more information and to stay connected with us find us on facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossing.com